It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Lucas Moore. Yes, Sports Fan 97, WATH, that's 970 AM, 97.1 FM. It's a Tuesday but for me, luckily, it feels like a Monday. Graciously was given the day off by the station yesterday after a really rough weekend and a lot of great events coming up all around um, the station and such. The 4th of July, all those fun things. So I graciously got a day off. Ryan Boyd is in studio with me. He's always working. I don't think he ever takes a day off, especially with that big move upcoming. We haven't officially announced this on the sports fans, so I wanted to give you the you might have officially announced it but we've we've kind of danced around it and you've hinted at it but i i want you to go ahead and you've announced on facebook so i figure now is the time to move it uh, uh to here to the sports fans some sad news to start the show yeah so i don't i don't know it troy mentioned it the other day i think kind of in passing and and i have been you know vocal on social media but i am leaving i am uh, departing southeast ohio i am en route to central texas i'll be working out of dallas uh, beginning uh, really soon, really, really soon. So uh, big move for me. I, I, I feel, you know, I, I a bit of remorse in terms of, you know, I love this area. I love the people of Southeast Ohio, but uh, I'm on my way out. I've got today. I've got tomorrow, Thursday. Uh, I'll do this, the, the morning sports, uh, the sports fan, and then, uh, then I'm on my way, Lucas. On your way, up, up, and up is where Ryan Boyd's going. But first, he's got to go south down to Texas <laughs> where the heat is hot. And you know what's been hot right now? NBA free agency. Yes. That has been the talk of the sports world, meaning that there are a few individuals that are the center of that talk. They're the information gatherers. They are the NBA insiders. And we're lucky enough to have one of them joining us on the program, Brandon Scoop B. Robinson, host of Scoop B. Radio. He's broken stories all across the NBA, and he's been on top of a lot of things, including... Kawhi Leonard, Scoop, I want to thank you so much for joining us on the program. You had an opportunity to join me on Sportsbeat way earlier in the year. We kind of talked free agency in passing, and now I'm excited to get you on. We've got guys signed. We've got rumors ready to talk about. We've got predictions ready to make. It should be a fun, fun show, and we want to thank you for joining us, Scoop. But of course, man, you, you've got a face for radio. I know that was the only witty thing I could come up with, but um, thanks for having me. Scoop always ready to throw me right under the bus. Well, let's see if you could <laughs> let's see if you could throw us some NBA news. The the really one question mark that is out there, other than you know where are some minimum guys, mid level guys, where's Boogie Cousins going to go? Is Boogie Cousins even a mid level guy? I read that story today. Uh, the real question mark is where is Kawhi Leonard going to go? Now you've reported multiple times that the Lakers have been targeting Kawhi Leonard. That's been a report that's been spread about the NBA. What's the latest on Kawhi? It feels like the longer this thing goes, the more likely that he's going to go to the Los Angeles Lakers because if the Lakers had any indication that he wasn't coming there, they would be moving on these free agents that have come off the board, like a Seth Curry. Uh, What's the latest you've heard on Kawhi Leonard? Well, I mean, to be very honest with you, I have been in touch with someone within Kawhi Leonard's camp uh, who indicated with me or intimated with me on Sunday um, that the two sides would be meeting uh, and discussing some things. I know that LeBron James has been very vocal uh, with Kawhi throughout the course of the season. And I think the biggest thing, I'll be honest with you, was Magic Johnson kind of just tipped you off on everything he was going to do all the way up to April. Um, 
by basically being an unofficial ambassador, not being the president, um, but really and truly being Lakers point guard uh, emeritus uh, Magic Johnson that has no ties. Because this situation is a little bit more delicate. So to directly answer your question, um, I mean, there's been conversation that has been going back and forth, but the two teams that were really in it from the jump uh, were really the Los Angeles Lakers and the, and the Toronto Raptors. And so it comes down to two things. Do you stay back and defend the crown, or do you find greener pastures? He's born in the state of California uh, and, and, you know, has ties there as well. I uh, went to San Diego State as well. So it really just comes down to what he wants, and I think he's in a good position. I mean, Drake is going to do what he needs to do as an ambassador of the of the Toronto Raptors. Of course, he should. You know, him there. But, you know, I think the Lakers have something to offer. Um, he can be the worthy to LeBron James's magic and to Anthony Davis's uh, career with Dolce Bar. Hey Scoop, thanks for being here, man. This is this is Ryan Boyd on the the sports fan. Um, I'm curious, you know, I'm with you in terms of you know the the two most likely destinations being Toronto and and the Lakers. Uh, what what fascinated me as we continue talking Kawhi Leonard was the news yesterday. You know, the finalization of the 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 a blockbuster, if you will, with Miami. Uh, in which Jimmy Butler ends up with the Heat, and, and then a mm-hmm. number of other, you know, number of, of of other dominoes fall into place. Uh, part of what I was reading, and I read this in numerous different places, but but I want your word on it. Part of what I was reading was that you know the L.A. Clippers were involved in that deal in in essence to to play their part or to, to stake their claim on at least opening up the cap space for for a potential move on Kawhi Leonard. It sounds like and what I'm hearing from you that you know they might be number 3 in in a three team race and maybe the the odds aren't that realistic. But am I am I reading that correctly? Am I am I looking into that the right way that the Clippers at least think they have some shot of getting Kawhi? Well, I will tell you that the Clippers obviously have an opportunity to, to go after him because the, the product was already on the floor. And I think when you look at what they did in the playoffs um, and the way that they went toe-to-toe with the Warriors, um, it really allowed you to see um, the fact that even their best player was coming off the bench and he can slide in right away. But what I'll tell you is this. You get a little older, you want less wear and tear on your body. Um, I know that the Clippers obviously have Jerry West. Um, they have... Um, many people within that organization, Steve Ballmer. I mean, the, the, the Clippers were realistically, I'll put it to you like this. The Clippers to Kawhi in season were like what the Knicks were to Kevin Durant in season. Wow. But ultimately, does Kawhi go to the Lakers? And ultimately, Kevin Durant went to the Brooklyn Nets. I think it comes down to fit. Like, I think it's a legacy. I think it's, I think it's branding. And I think, for you make the statement about, you know, why is it taking so long? Well, I feel like this. Well, I know that Kawhi and his, and his team asking a whole bunch of questions is viable. You go back to him wanting to know, you know, what went down with Popovich and, 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 and the Lakers and why things didn't happen the way they were supposed to happen going back. Then you look at um, him asking questions specifically about um, just the organization at large, outside of Magic, you know, Jill Bus. You know, there, there are certain things. Basketball players can speak to basketball players. Analytics guys can't necessarily speak to basketball players in the same language. And I think that when you look at the when you look at the Lakers situation, um, it really comes down to just order. Kawhi is, a, is, is a, I don't want to use the word strange fruit, but he's a guy that's very particular and meticulous, and so was his uncle, Uncle Dennis, even to the point that, 
see they knew their worth going back to San Antonio when they decided to sit out um, that season and then ultimately forcing a trade. I think when you look at Kawhi Leonard, I think people are just now starting to recognize his brilliance because um, he was hurt and people kind of people kind of doubted him. You know, so in this situation where he's going to go, he's really building the next chapter in his life. I have Rick Buecher on my podcast, Scoopy Radio, which you can you know, subscribe to on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn App, Stitch App, or visit ScoopyRadio.com. And I asked him, I said straight up, I said, yo, if, if Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors win the finals um, this year, does Kawhi still move elsewhere? And he says yes. And he pointed to certain signs. You know, you, you look at early in the season – you know, Kyle Lowry and, 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 and uh, Kawhi Leonard weren't getting along. Um, they ended up settling their differences, according to Buecher. Um, that's what he said. And, you know, they settled their differences and did what they need to do. But the other issue with, with, with Toronto at large is, I mean, you're going to another, a, a brand-new Eastern Conference this year, um, which, you know, you're going to have to defend your crown against Milwaukee. Yeah. The, the, all those teams in the East are tough, and in terms of when we look at this, when I look at this, from all the reports I've read, from the reporting you've done, Scoop, it feels to me that the Lakers are basically at the point where where you, sometimes you are in a new relationship where you're really, really sure that this person likes you, and you, it's just you don't screw it up. That's all they need to do is not screw it up over the next three days. That's the feeling I'm getting is that as long as Jeannie Buss or somebody within the Lakers, I've heard, I've read a story that Kawhi doesn't want anything leaked. He doesn't want things getting yeah, out there. Yeah, that is true. You, so Scoop can confirm that he does not want anything leaked. So he is doesn't it, want anything leaked. Is this and a, that's the thing? There's a lot of there's a lot of speculation about a lot of different things. Even the amount of info that I get on the Kawhi side is limited. The information that I do personally get. It's more on the Lakers side of things, as I've been pretty spot on with a lot of Lakers stuff throughout the last year. Um, the little, little bit of Kawhi news that I listen, I got more Kyrie Irving news or, or leaks than I did uh, 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 Kawhi Leonard. I, I was getting the case confused. Um, <laughs> Ky, Ken, Kemba Kawhi, Kawhi, all of them, yes. Kyle Lowry, they're Kemba. all they're all K's, man. <laughs> I will say that Kawhi Leonard's, uh, the amount of information that I've gotten on that side is a lot more limited. Um, but the information that I was able to check out on the Lakers side, if you if, if you will, kind of makes sense when you put two and two together. Versus, like, for example, the whole New Orleans Pelicans attempt with the Lakers back in February at the trading deadline, I was getting stuff on both sides, literally, from L.A. and stuff from New Orleans. And the amount of stuff that the Pelicans wanted on the Dell Demps during the Dell Demps regime, it was almost like hang up the phone. I don't know what, obviously David Griffin coming into New Orleans changed a lot, but to answer your question specifically about Kawhi, I think that um, the Lakers are trying to do the best that they can to keep things quiet. Um, And I know there's a select few group of people who are getting certain things from certain people directly. You hear things through bad channels. It's a lot. Well, you know, as you're the reporter and in this current situation, I'm the commentator, the speculator. I'm going to go ahead and, and make a guess that the Lakers just have to not screw this up over the next three days. That That's my guess. And if this goes sideways and he ends up back in Toronto or he ends up in L.A. Clipper, which I just don't. The reason for me, at least, that I don't see him going those two places, Ryan, 
it's not because of the Lakers. Like, I get the attraction of Anthony Davis. I get the attraction of LeBron James. But I don't think that matters all that much to Kawhi, at least from what I get from the guy. Like, I think he cares about more his training staff. He cares more about his his health, his lifestyle, where he lives. And it'll be better for him in terms of load management, his health, his lifestyle, to play with LeBron and Anthony Davis because there is a real path to a championship. You mentioned um, the, the how it's not going to be easy in Toronto or LA. He's going to have to play more. I mean, there's there's a world that if, if Toronto wants to have home court advantage next year, the East has become so good that is Kawhi Leonard going to be able to take 20 games off again and then get into those top four seeds? That becomes a question. If you go to the LA Clippers, the West is absolutely stacked. I mean, th- to me at least, there's a world where things go wrong in Golden State, and Golden State's the nine seed or the eight seed. That, that world exists, so going to L.A. all by yourself with, with Patrick Beverly and a bunch of really uh, really talented guys that play really hard, but there's no second championships-level star there, that could be tough on Kawhi. Is he going to be able to yeah. take games off there? I just feel like that the Lakers are almost de facto winning this because they're telling Kawhi that he can walk in and be exactly what you said, the James Worthy to what could be the next great NBA dynasty. But you, but you know what? You, you bring up very valid points, Lucas, and I'll add, um, as much as I've said what I've said about Greg Popovich and as much as you've discussed load management, Greg Popovich actually had Kawhi a little spoiled because of the amount of resting that he was getting. I think Toronto was really the first time we just saw Kawhi um, – jump out of a box. One of my favorite movies is Friday, and there was a scene with Mike Gess when he said, when he was talking about Baby D, he said, you know, Baby D, he sells weed, babysits, and does hair at the same time. You never know when to come in, and that's what Kawhi was literally doing, everything on the floor. <laughs> and um, I, I hope everybody that's listening got that reference, but what I'll say is, when you look at Kawhi Leonard um, going to L.A., basically calling his own shot, number one, that's what L.A. does. They take care of their guys. Um, when you are a superstar, you get certain, certain treatment. I, I'll use this example. Perzingis was basically forcing himself out of the New York Knicks situation because there were certain, there were certain treatment that he saw Carmelo Anthony get, getting when he first came. When Carmelo Anthony came into the, came, was traded to the Knicks, he was able to get his assistant a job within the Knicks organization. And when he left, or while he was there, he helped Chris Brickley, uh, with, the, who was basically in player development, if I'm not mistaken, um, get into a situation within stature and favor, favor within an organization and, and, and ended up, you know, doing something with Lifetime Fitness. You often see those videos on YouTube or, or on Instagram. But yeah. Porzingis wanted that type of treatment too. But somebody like Kawhi is going to get that treatment because he won a championship, because he's Kawhi Leonard, and he won multiple championships. He won two and two MVPs, but also... They kind of need him more than than than, oh, than uh, yeah. the other way around. Oh yeah, I think. Well, I think it goes from Lakers get Kawhi Leonard. They are proverbial favorites. You might as well almost write it down, as long as nothing goes wrong with the health, and they literally just fill out the roster somewhat competently. You don't get Kawhi Leonard. And now it'd be hard for me to pick the Lakers to come out of the West with the depth issues. I still think they'd have the best starting five, but it, it makes me a little nervous in terms of where's LeBron James going to end up in the playoffs. It, it's it's definitely not a shoe in thing. I want to roll it to a couple other topics other than Kawhi Leonard while we got you on this show, Scoop. <laughs> Uh, Kawhi Leonard's the big news, but Kevin Durant was the big news early. You're a Nets guy. How's it feel, man? I mean, you've had some relationships within the Nets organization, and, and Kevin Durant, 
now a Brooklyn Nets. That that's that's crazy. He was supposed to be a New York Nick, and now the Knicks. James Dolan is officially the worst owner in sports, and and Brooklyn's on the come up. I mean, they they might have a serious influx of new fans, new excitement with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant heading to Brooklyn. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm a I am a fan of Jay Z, and uh, when you're watching or when you're at Nets games, there's there's a part where it gets quiet in the Barclays Center, and you hear Jay's voice pumping in. He goes, "Brooklyn, I need you to scream." You can hear a lot of that <laughs> and, uh, at the Barclays Center, and you know the, the cool thing about the situation um, with with both Kyrie Irving, DeAndre Jordan, and uh, Kevin Durant joining the Brooklyn Nets is. Um, Kyrie Irving has a coming home of sorts, uh, a native of West Orange, New Jersey. His dad is from the borough of the Bronx. You know, there's five boroughs in New York City. Do you guys know your five boroughs? Uh, Bronx, Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn, la, 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 I don't know. Staten Island. Staten Island. Yes, yep. yes, sir. So his father is from the borough of the Bronx, as well as his godfather, uh, Rod Strickland, NBA, uh, NBA legend. Um, and so, you know, Kyrie split time between New York City and New Jersey all his life. And, uh, you know, the Nets are a team that he grew up in New Jersey liking, told me some years ago, um, you know, it was a pleasure to watch Jason Kidd play. And so, I, you know, if you pay attention to me on Twitter, I was often tweeting certain things like intellectual property and some of the other hints I was giving throughout since February. But um, the Kevin Durant situation was 50-50. Um, the Kyrie situation was a lot for some time. But the Kevin Durant situation is a little more interesting. For, for those who are tardy to the party, uh, the person who was the team doctor or the, the doctor who performed his, his surgery was actually the Brooklyn Nets' team doctor. Did you guys know that? Yes, I've heard that multiple times. Um, and that's when it, that when I heard that story, Scoop, to me, I went, oh, New York, the Knicks are in trouble here. And the Knicks are yeah. in real trouble because you knew that Kyrie was good friends with KD. You thought that maybe if KD were healthy – that he could maybe convince Kyrie to come over to New York Knicks, but that may not have been in the cards. But at least to me, it felt like maybe he could do that. But as soon as he got hurt, I was like, he's either going to go to the Knicks by himself or to the Nets with Kyrie. because Kyrie, Kyrie was never joining the Knicks, by the way. Never joining. Okay. Breaking, no. breaking news to me on the show that he was never going to join the Knicks. Even if KD would have begged him to join the Knicks, he would have been a Net? No. I got it. I, so I'll I, I break down a couple things for you. Number one, I was in contact with someone who was directly talking to Kevin Durant, and basically they shared with me Thursday night Kevin Durant was leaning towards the Brooklyn Nets. That's one. Two, um, quiet as it's kept in NBA circles, a lot of guys don't want to play for the Knicks, and a lot of it has to do with Dolan, but also it has to do with Dolan's treatment of people. Um, he chased, and as well as some of the other people within the organization, Steve Mills, uh, is a concern for certain people. A, a, a high-ranking official has shared that with me actually a month ago. Well, he's um, like a scoop. Me. I mean, DeAndre Jordan is best friends with Kevin Durant, the guy they're trying mm-hmm. to get, and they mistreated him the entire back half of the season. It's idiotic. I mean, and you know that's not his only best friend that was pl- that was involved with the Knicks organization. Oh, please you know inform that? me. No, no, I did not know that. Please inform me. So, Knicks uh, assistant coach Royal Ivy, former NBA player, played with him in Texas. Is Kevin Durant is Royal Ivy's uh, daughter's godfather. Wow. And what they um, do to him? Um, there's no mistreatment there, per se. But he um, sees but, the dysfunction of the organization, is, is what you mean. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll go ahead and say that. You don't have to say that, but I'll say that. Hey, I still got to sleep, sleep here at night. So, But what I say is this. <laughs> That's true. Um, <laughs> the, the, the DeAndre Jordan thing, what I commend Kyrie and uh, KD for, was number one, taking less money. 
because you know DeAndre Jordan has bounced around. You know, he was in that trade, uh, the trade deadline that brought him, you know, to the New York Knicks. But you know, DeAndre Jordan kind of had an inside track of what's going on. So of course he's going to report that to KD. Well, the point I'm making is KD had an inside track of what's going on. And I'll share this with you. Uh, I spent some time with both KD and Kyrie back in February at a party. And it was at that moment that I knew that it was a package deal. Um, but it really had nothing to do with just, you know, right after I spent some time with them, you know, that video came out. I'll just tell you that those guys do a, have a good uh, production team, if you will, um, for various things. The Nets got the signal to get the two max spots. They caught that signal. Uh, they caught it faster than Batman caught the bat signal. And uh, <laughs> the Nets, I have to commend them for doing what they did. But um, just seeing my interactions with the or my interactions with the both of them, they're really in sync. I can't wait to see them play together. Um, and I think that the thing that's going to be special this year, despite KD sitting out, is the fact that, you know, the Nets legitimately can handle business without KD next season. I'm not saying championship, but I am saying they can, at face value currently, compete uh, with the best of them in the NBA's Eastern Conference. Um, they're definitely a step better than Philadelphia on paper, in my opinion. Hey, hey, Scoop. Let me let me transition you back over to the West real quickly. I know we don't have you all night, so I, I was just you got me for as long as you need. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you, man. Hey, uh, you know I, I know the Nets obviously are, are on everybody's mind. The Lakers with Kawhi, and you know, we can talk big markets all night. But uh, I wanted your take uh, and your expertise on the moves that Utah is making right now. You look at Mike Conley. You look at Bonya- uh, Bohan Banyanovic, uh, Bondanovic, Excuse me. Uh, obviously, uh, the deal that that brings. Uh, the deal with Miami that I mentioned earlier that it brings Whiteside. I mean, it, it feels like you know, kind of off the radar. The the Utah Jazz are becoming a major favorite in the Western Conference. Am I fair in saying that? Quinn Snyder's got a good program right now. You're very fair in saying that. Um, I'll tell you a quick story. A buddy of mine, Eric Woodyard, uh, covers the uh, the Utah Jazz for the Desert News. He and I go back about ten years. We were both in college, and uh, I invited him when he was in town to come on my podcast. And this was before Donovan Mitchell was like, the world began to know who he was. And I had him on a podcast where recording, and in between takes, I said, yo, who's, anybody on that jazz team I should be paying attention to? He goes, pick up Donovan Mitchell. I'm like, all right, bet. I forgot to do it. <laughs> he ended up dominating. And I texted him. I said, man, you know, I forgot to add Donovan Mitchell. He texted me back and said, that's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is your fault. Yeah, so, the, the jazz, to me, they feel like a really strong team out west. They are a strong team, and, and I'll add, um, I, I feel as though they, more so Donovan Mitchell's situation in Utah re- resembles Dwayne Wade's early days in Miami. And how, um, why, do you, why do you say that? The, the, free, the free reign as a rookie he was able to have um, and kind of not being noticed in comparison to some of the, his other peers in that draft class. When you look at Wade, Wade, you know, was a nightmare at Marquette. I, I spoke to a buddy of mine a couple of days ago uh, who played at Villanova, and he told me that when he played at Villanova against Marquette, he looked at the scouting report for the Marquette team, and literally Dwayne Wade's scouting report had one word: "Wow." Yeah. When you look at when you look at Dwayne Wade and how he was able to dominate in his rookie year, um, he was unstoppable. Hit that big time shot against uh, the New Orleans. Um, Hornets at that time, I think it was Baron Davis was on that team, and you know the world began to know who he was. And you looked at the broadcast, and various people were saying, "Hey, 
this guy is a player away from being something special. And then they go out, I think, in his first year or his second year. I think it was after his second year, and they get they trade to get Shaq, and he had a mentor in the rest of his history. When you look at Donovan Mitchell, um, the Utah Jazz went out and got Mike Conley, a consummate professional during his time with the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, you had Rudy Gobert already, so you, what, what better way than to build around a shooting guard and a big man? You add a point guard that's been around the block a few times, and then you know you add Boyan, and then you you know Chris Snyder. You already I knew when he was a player he was going to be special, but you're just adding more pieces to the pot. I'm disappointed because I wanted to actually see Tobias Harris go to Utah. I thought he would have been a perfect fit there, um, but he did actually want to stay in Philadelphia, uh, and 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 you know the Jimmy Butler thing took place, so he ended up staying, but. Um, the Utah Jazz team as a whole, to directly answer your question, is a really striking team. Um, everybody pays attention to the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA's Western Conference, but as you mentioned, Hassan Whiteside, I um, think the Portland Trailblazers are going to be something special too. Um, just because they've been adding pieces, they locked down uh, Damian Lillard for a little bit longer. Um, and, 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 and even with the, the, the Portland Trailblazers situation, they're just going to be you know, hobbling back a little bit. I think Whiteside has something to prove. And I think that, you know, when you look at the, the, the Utah Jazz and the Portland Trailblazers, they're continuing to build. Portland was, came out of nowhere. Charles Barkley uh, told me a couple months ago, as, as he said on TV, but he and I talked, he was just emphatic about the talent that Portland was going to have this season. Uh, and, they, and they really went toe-to-toe uh, throughout the playoffs, but they needed some more They needed some more grit. And I think if Nurkic was there, it would have been a different story. And I think for the Utah Jazz, they're going to continue to build with that young, that, young, um, that young core. Everything doesn't always have to be a big free agency splash. Sometimes you've got to build on top of what you got. You've played the game Tetris before. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and, and you're right, by the way. I, I misspoke on Whiteside. That was, that was my fault. But, you know, I, it's funny – I, I grew up in Denver. I'm a Nuggets fan, and I, I look at you know, I look at Nurkic. I look at Donovan Mitchell's doing, and I think the Nuggets the Nuggets may have let some guys go that 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 you know that they can play a little bit. You know, obviously the Nuggets still have a good roster, but uh, it's fascinating, man. That that Northwest division in general is is fascinating. They they sneak up on you like a good bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, to me, scoop. I, the Jazz are a dangerous team. I just think it all comes down to Kawhi Leonard. I think that it's one of those things where we're looking at a 2014-15 situation. Um, if Kawhi Leonard does not go to the Los Angeles Lakers, where we weren't really sure who the team was going to be, we knew LeBron was back in Cleveland. We knew that they could maybe be a threat. We knew the Hawks had a pretty good team that they were formulating. We knew how West, the Warriors, were getting a new coach, Steve Kerr, out of the broadcast booth. How is he going to work within the organization? And I think we could be looking at that. But... We could be looking at a Miami Heat situation times four, in my opinion, if Kawhi Leonard goes to the Lakers. So the NBA is sitting right on this tilt where it could either be one team probably can win it or 15 teams. I mean, you could you could name 15 teams. Like, who's to say Luka Doncic doesn't take a, take a big leap? Chris Stops is even better than he was in New York because he's playing next to a superstar. And those veterans rally around and the Mavericks win 48 games. There's no way you can tell me that that's not possible. There is so much talent sprinkled throughout the Western Conference and jammed in the top of the Eastern Conference that if Kawhi Leonard doesn't go to the Lakers, we are not going to know what's going to happen in the next NBA season. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, you guys uh, were kind of talking about how, you know, the Lakers, if they get Kawhi, it's a lot. I'm not ready to give them the crown. You know why? Why's that? Because a lot of people tried to give the Warriors the crown when they got DeMarcus Cousins, and look what happened. Yeah, that's true. But we also gave them the crown when they got KD, and that one worked out. So, and I, I, I think that it's one of those things where 
yes, you're exactly right. Injuries could derail this entire thing. But if when I'm talking about making a prediction, I think it's if these guys are healthy all year, knock on wood, then who's going to beat the Lakers starting five? I mean, my five against your five. That's what basketball is about. Who's the best guy? Well, the Lakers on most nights in most playoff series will have the three best players on the floor by a wide margin. Like the Utah Jazz, I love them. And Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert could make a huge leap in year number two. And they could still fall flat of the Los Angeles Lakers with those three on the floor. Scoop, we got to run to a break because we got to talk Blue Jackets on the other side. But I want to thank you so much for joining us on the show. Your NBA insight, amazing as always. You're just rising up, man. Keep grinding, keep grinding. Gentlemen, thank you. And Luke, I'll see you soon, man. I will see you next week at the High School Journalism Workshop. Let's do it. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Scoop. That's Brandon Scoopy Robinson, NBA reporter. Check out Scoopy Radio. It's fully legitimate. He's got legitimate sources. He is tied in. He's had a lot of exclusive with NBA players. Glad we got some really, really good insight information on the show, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Scoop is good stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I just appreciate the time that he dedicated to us tonight. And it's a good time. We're not going to be able to get to a break, so I want to run through some of our sponsors. JK Contracting, big thanks to them. Ohio Foot and Ankle, Snyder Nation, Valero, TV Supply Company, just some of the sponsors of the sports fan this evening. Let's go ahead and shift our attention to the Columbus Blue Jackets. They got gutted in free agency. We've been talking NBA free agency all uh, throughout the show, and the Blue Jackets, it's rough. Uh, They lose three very important players, as they have Sergei Bobrovsky, who, by the way, Bobrovsky is the most valuable player to ever play in a Columbus Blue Jackets uniform, according to point shares. He He surpassed Rick Nash this past season. So the greatest Blue Jacket ever is a Blue Jacket no longer. He's going to the Florida Panthers on a very high dollar deal. Artemi Panarin was second in point shares last season. He's headed to the New York Rangers. He's now the highest paid winger in NHL history. And Matt Duchesne, who wasn't really effective on the back half of the regular season for the Columbus Blue Jackets, he was okay, but he wasn't what you expected. But then in the playoffs, 10 points in 10 playoff games, they lose him as well, Duchesne, headed to Nashville. Those were your probably three best players talent-wise. Two of those three showed it on the ice, and you've lost them all. And the Blue Jackets, yeah, they've got a series win in their pocket, but that Stanley Cup window, which was open slightly after they upset the Lightning in the first round, it feels like it's closed. Yeah, it's a difficult you know, difficult day for Columbus Blue Jackets fans. And the way that I've been phrasing it is that it basically is just a dose of reality. You know, I, I think we've we've known, anybody that's realistic, Lucas, they've known that Unfortunately, the resources just aren't in place, and and this is not a Blue Jackets team that's known for spending a lot of money, anyways. But you know, of course, in the NHL there is a salary cap, but you know, it's just it just was never in the cards that these types of players are going to be kept. And I think you know the Blue Jackets front office they did all they could during the you know during that kind of trade deadline period uh, to try and acquire the guys that they did. Do you did. think they should have pushed? Because I'm reading a lot of articles now. Blue Jackets fans are saying they should have sold these guys at the deadline and they could have got big hauls for guys like Bobrovsky and Panarin. But they pushed instead, traded for Duchesne, so yeah. gave up assets. Now they've lost all three of them and they're dead in the water. Do you think they should? I think they should have made that push because that series win was so important. For, that was like the Stanley Cup for the Columbus Blue Jackets, finally getting out of the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I actually think they should have too. You know, I think it's easy to look back on it if you're a Blue Jacket fan and say, "No, no, we shouldn't have. We didn't win the whole thing," which is which is silly, really. I, you know, I think they should have done it. I think that it was actually some nice wheeling and dealing. I mean, I, I give credit to the Blue Jackets front office for what for the way they acted 
but unfortunately it didn't pan out and win a championship. Now, of course, it's great to win a series. Don't get me wrong. Especially but, the way they did it against yeah, the no team doubt. they did it. No, it was historic. No doubt. But still, ultimately, we're, we're all playing for the same thing. We all want to win a Stanley Cup. And uh, today, you know, there's still time in this offseason, but as of today, they've lost their three best players, and most of the other big names around the NHL are linked to someone or have already been signed with someone. So all of the signs are, Lucas, that the Blue Jackets are going to find themselves in a world of trouble this upcoming season. Yeah, I think they'll miss the playoffs this year, but I trust their front office. I like John Tortorella. I think that they've done a good job developing talent in the past. I think that it'll be a one- or two-year hiatus from the playoffs, and I really think that this is a well-run organization. You know, I've seen behind the scenes there. I've seen the way they run the arena, the way they've run their marketing campaign, the way they've run their front office, the way they've acquired talent, the way they've taken care of their coaches. I really think that Columbus has entered into the top half of the NHL in terms of how well run they are, and I think that'll get them back on track after a one- or two-year hiatus. But it's hard to recover from losses like this. It's hard. It's definitely difficult. But again, I, I always look back at the fact that there is a salary cap. You know, in, in baseball, it's particularly tough. If you're a small market and you sell off your you know, best players, you know, you're, you're really, really stretching at that point, trying to build up the farm system and so on and so forth. But in the NHL, there's always going to be opportunities, especially if you don't have a big salary. Uh, you, you're going to be able to find guys. Maybe not this year. I'm with you. I don't think this is the year, but uh, but they're going to be positioned to spend some money uh, if they're if they're productive in the draft. You know, there, there are going to be opportunities for the Blue Jackets to get back into this. It's just a matter of how long will that take. So again, I don't fault them. Uh, and Blue Jackets fans that are sad, I get it. But listen, we knew this all along. There was almost no chance that Panarin, Duchesne, or Bobrovsky was coming back. So this is all according to the plan, as unfortunate as it may be. All according to the plan. Real quick, if you had to guess an NBA champion right now, I know you don't know where Kawhi's going, but go ahead and guess where he's going to go. Who's the NBA champion next year? Oof, that's a tough one. Uh, I think give, a safe bet would be the Lakers. Yeah, Lakers are the safe bet. I kind of like Philadelphia a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go Lakers to play it safe. <laughs> Ryan Boyd joining us on the Sports Fan. He's only got a few show left. left. Sad face. Sad face. Thanks to Brandon Scoopy Robinson, NBA reporter, for joining us live on the Sports Fan. Check us out on Spotify. This podcast will be posted there and on Anchor.fm. Follow us on Facebook, WXTQ Sports Page. I'm Lucas Moore. Thank you so much for listening. This is 97 WATH. The following is a special sports presentation of 970 WATH Athens. Show presented by your Cincinnati Northern Kentucky Honda dealers and brought to you in part by McDonald's. I'm loving it. Go Reds. PNC Bank, proud sponsor of the Cincinnati Reds. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. JTM Food Group, let's create great dishes together. JTM, Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. First Financial Bank. We go beyond banking by putting you first. Member FDIC. The Reds pregame show is also... Bob's Marketing Greenhouse. Siemens Grocery. Stop and Cop. Qdoba. Donato's Pizza. Wendy's of Athens. Matthew's Insurance. Wakefield's. C&D Hardware. Pitcock Glass. And Integrated Services. The Cincinnati Bell Reds Radio Network. It is an overcast early evening here at Great American Ballpark. No threat of rain as the Reds and the Brewers hook up in game number two of the series. The Reds obviously uh, turning the page and have a short-term memory about what transpired here last night with the Brewers winning that game 8-2. 